Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the B Ball Jones Podcast. It is the podcast where co host is a defensive player of the year and he is located in the Peach Belt Conference at Columbus State University. The man known as Nelson Haskins. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? How you doing? Good, man. Very excited about another guest. Man, we on the road with this guest, man. We got a guest coming in today. I'm going to let you introduce him this time, man. So tell us about our guest for today. Um, our guest for today is a good friend of mine. Um, he's currently the head men's basketball coach at Chattahoochee Valley Community College uh, in Phoenix City. Um, he's a guy that, you know, since I've known him, he's, he's been nothing but a friend, nothing but a mentor. He's, he's taught me a few things here and there. And um, he's actually currently the, the reigning um, South Division ACCC Coach of the Year. And so without further ado, man, we want to introduce you all, Coach Ben Hicks. Coach, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm, do- I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Thanks thanks for the invite. Um, I'm only doing it but for, for Nelson. And I think, I, think I, I shared that with you before, but I'm um, glad to be here. Um, I'm excited um, to answer any question that you guys, you know, may have. I think what you guys are doing right now is is, is awesome. And, um, you know, I'm going to speak it. You know, it's definitely going to it's going to take off and uh, you guys will be great at it. I appreciate Thank that. Coach. Appreciate that, Cole. That, that means a lot to us. <laughs> but um, we're going to jump right into it. So our first question, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about young Coach Hicks and how you came up, where you're from, let the people know who you are and what you're about. So can you get into young Coach Hicks for us? Okay. So um, I'm originally from, from Phoenix City, Alabama. I played at, you know, of course, you know, I played at Bevel State. Uh, community college in, in, in Jasper, Alabama for two years. And um, I was fortunate to um, get a scholarship at Shorter University in, in, in Rome, Georgia, played there for two years while, where I finished my, my degree, my, my uh, bachelor's degree. And actually, um, you know, coming out of high school, you, you, you think, um, you know, you're going to have a long career playing, you know, pro basketball and possibly you know, NBA and overseas, but I knew um, early in my career, uh, I wasn't, you know, very good. So um, I know I want to stay around the, the sport and, um, you know, possibly help kids reach their goals. So I knew um, and kind of serve as a mentor. So I know coaching was was my calling. And actually my, my head coach, Ricky William at Shorter, um, his best friends with, with Scott Moe at Middle Georgia State University. So he um, gave him a call and, and shared with him that I wanted to get into coaching. So at the age of uh, 23, um, I was able to get a start on a collegiate level. And it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's a tough business. It's a tough business to, to crack into it. Um, and I don't like talking about this, but my third year um, – for working with Scott Moe, his, his wife unexpectedly passed away. So at the age of 25, I was actually named um, the interim head coach, which uh, prepared me um, for the future. So I left there uh, basically because I know in this business, in order to, to move up to make any type of money, you know, you have to have your master's. So um, I decided to, to actually volunteer at Chattahoochee Valley uh, from 2015, I'm sorry, 2005, 2007. Because um, I, like I just stated, I, I wanted to get my master's. So I was able to get my master's from Troy University in sports and fitness management. And um, actually before I graduated, um, I was named the head coach at, it's Coastal North now, but at the time it was Alabama Southern. So I was named the head coach there at the age of 28. So I was there for, for four years and um, wanted to um, try out Division One. You know, I had some success at Alabama Southern. I felt like I did everything I can do um, at that particular institution. So James Green gave me an opportunity at Jacksonville State University. I coached there um, for one year, had an opportunity to coach against uh, um, Isaiah Cannon. He was at Murray State at the time. Um, and actually played at a uh, – 
a classic out at St. St. Mary's against Weber State. <laughs> and uh, so I had an opportunity to see Dame Dollar live. And um, there was so many scouts there. You know, I heard about him. Actually, it was my scout. I tried to warn the guys about how good he is. You know how kids are. You know, you're going over to scout. Oh, coach, he's not that good. He's not that good. Uh, but we all know he's he's a great player. So that was a that was a great experience. And uh, so I wanted to move back home, get close to the family. I had a son at the time um, that was starting high school. So uh, Coach Moore, Coach Moore at Columbus State, um, got the salary where uh, I can take care of my family. So I decided to uh, take an assistant position with Coach Moore at Columbus State University. Um, we had great success there, and um, I was with him for four years, learned a lot from him. Um, and then Georgia Southwestern State University came open in Emeritus, Georgia, applied for it, got the job there. I was there for three years. And, um, you know, every level is different. You know, I had success at the junior college level. And, um, and of course, you know, Nelson, the Peach Belt, it's, it's, a, it's a gauntlet. And uh, me being a young coach, first time head coach, Division Two head coach, I had a okay year my second year, and um, you know my third year it, it wasn't it wasn't that good. But you know, anytime um, things don't work out, you have to look at yourself in the mirror, not point fingers at people. But uh, unfortunately, my mom got sick um, that that last year at Southwestern, so I was forced to move back home. Um, and actually, I resigned from Southwestern before I even had a job here. And luckily, um, the guy I worked for, Richard Mahone, had just retired. Um, so I applied for the job and got the job at Chattahoochee Valley. And um, I was able to come back home and take care of my mom uh, full time and have a full time job. So um, that's kind of um, my stepping stone in the business. So it's a it's a it's a great career. Um, it takes a lot of discipline, hard work, and um, you definitely got to have a, a, a eye for talent. And, you know, you got to put a lot of pieces together. You know, you're talking about uh, just say you got a team of, of 12 guys on, on the roster. You got to find um, ways to get 12 individual to to come together to to achieve a common goal. And, um, you know, I don't like to talk about myself, but, you know, you know, luckily I was able to, you know, have that gift to, you know, identify the talent. And, you know, there there were some coaches that took me under my wings um, as a young coach and and, and, and definitely taught, taught me the game. So here I am now at Chattahoochee Valley, just finished my third year. Um, also, I'm the athletic director the, the last three years. Uh, we, I'm a defensive guy last three years. We, we led the the, the state and points allowed defensively. Uh, we won the South Division Championship last year, um, and I was co I was voted Coach of the Year two years two years in a row. Not because of me, but you know I, I have a great staff and I have good players. Yeah, it's quite the track record for somebody like that's not that old like in the game really like. You know, well, you, you say that. You say that. I just, I just finished year twenty. I started at the age of twenty three, so I, I feel like a, I feel like an old head. <laughs> well, you didn't play. You didn't, you know, been in the game that long though. But you, as, uh, as a person, you're not an old man. Like you right. know, I, I didn't play. Like you know, I played for uh, Coach Tommy Suits, and yeah. so he, he was, he was old when I got there. So yeah. he was. Like he was one of them guys, like with a track record kind of similar to like what you what you've been saying. Like he could go on for a while, telling you all the places he been and played and coached at. So right, but that's that's good that you was fortunate to coach on on every level, just mm -hmm. about. Yeah. So so a question I had for you with that was, um, can you speak on some of the differences between every level from Division One to Division Two to uh, JUCO to like all the coach to, to all the positions you in hell like what was the differences in every level in coaching at least yeah so you know i would say with, with junior college it's more you're more hands-on with, with with your with your with your players um and, and one thing i like about junior college you, you you take a kid that you know have little to to no recruitment and 
and, and, and watch him grow over the two years, you know, teaching him the, you know, the fact that I do have, you know, the four year experience. So my program, I try to run like a division one program, you know, with, um, and, it, and it starts with academics. And I talk to my guys all the time, you know, those four year coaches, they, they're going to identify the talent. The, the, the first thing they're going to ask for once they identify the talent is that is that transcript. So, you know, that's something we talk about, you know, every single day with my guys, academics, academics, because, you know, that the climate of college basketball now, you know, you get a four year coach that that that's, you know, actively recruiting a junior college kid and you look at that transcript and if it's not up to par, you know, they go on right into the portal. Um, so with, with, with junior college, you know, it's uh, it's, it's an opportunity to to get a kid out of high school and, and mold him um, and prepare him uh, for that next level before, you know, he move up to the four year and get spoiled and, you know, with the dorms, the cafeteria, the gear and things like that. And then once they come down to junior college, they think, you know, uh, you, you they think you doing they think you doing them a favor pretty much. So um, so I'm going to compare division. Well, division two, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's the, you know, like I said, I worked for Coach Moore for four years. We had great success there. But division two is is is, is one of the hardest levels to recruit to. Now, if you really think about this, when a kid come out of high school, they want to go where? Division one, right? So if they don't get the division one off right of high school, they'll go prep school. So when they leave prep school, where they want to go? Division one. All right. When they come, when they come junior college and leave junior college, division one, you know, so uh, I think college basketball, not knocking division two. Again, I, I'm an advocate for, you know, I coach division, division two. I had great success there, but it's all about JUCO and division one. A lot of times, oh, NAI schools and division two levels kind of get lost in the mix. Um, so I would say division two is one of the hardest um levels to recruit at and with division one um now i'm gonna be honest with you the you know the perks that you get you know the the, the travel you know you're flying here the, the hotels you stand in you playing in nice arenas and things like that uh but it's a lot of pressure there as well you know for uh a young a young assistant that want to to coach at that level because everybody that's that's everybody ultimate goal when i first got into coaching my ultimate goal was to be a division one assistant not saying i want to be a division one head coach but i want to be a division one assistant so any young guy that wants to coach at that level they have to understand it's three things they have to be good at that's recruiting academics because of the apr and scouting reports all right, those those are three things they have to be great at. You know, academics, you got to make sure these guys are passing class. And I mean, you're not doing work for them, but you got to make sure they're in the right place at the right time. And scouting reports just depend on who you're working for. You know, uh, it's some guys you can work for, you know, just say you're playing, you know, Cincinnati and um, it's your scout and, you know, the team run an inbound play that you didn't cover. You know, that head coach may – go ballistic on you hey we didn't we didn't cover this so to kind of sum everything up uh i enjoyed i enjoy the two-year institution because it's not political you know at the four-year level division two division one is very political you know you got people and boosters pouring that money to their program they feel like they have a say so you know at this level right here well not not this level right here but junior college level it's all about molding kids uh making sure you teaching them life skills, making sure um, they're doing what they're supposed to do academically, teaching them how to manage their time. You know, we like at Chat Valley, we practice at one o'clock. Like we're stretching at twelve forty-five. We getting started at one o'clock. So just teaching guys, you know, what it takes to to compete to, to compete at the next level. And um, and like I tell my guys all the time. You know, you can't afford to have an off day. You can't afford to not come to the gym because of the transfer portal, you know, especially if you're a guard. I mean, it's guards all over the country. So I ask them all the time, what are you doing outside of what's mandatory to separate yourself, you know, from the other guards in the country? I can tell you one thing, you're killing in the classroom academically. You know, 
you 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 impacting the game without scoring on the court. You know that's another thing. You you, you displaying you know good body language. You're a high character kid. You know you're you're a winner. You playing the right way. It's not all about you. It's a, it's about the team. So again, to sum everything up, I love junior college. I don't want to go back to the four year level. Um, I definitely don't miss the political side of it. Hmm. Man, that's interesting to, to hear somebody say they don't want to go back to the four year level. That's different. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a good place right now. Like I said, I'm home. Um, you know, I got a I got a great boss. Administration is 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 awesome. You know, I'm an athletic director. This this is my I'm going into my 21st year. So I'm not sure how much longer I have in coaching. It may be a situation I may come in and be like, hey, I'm just go be the athletic director and, and how some young coach, you know, just like somebody gave me an opportunity at a young age. So talk, talk to me about your, um, cause I don't, I don't think I've heard too many of AD slash coaches at the like, same time. So how do you, how do you do that? Like, honestly, I don't even like compute myself. How do you like be an athletic director and a coach at the exact same time? Yeah. I, I think the first thing you have to do, you have to be, you have to be organized. Um, and, you know, and I learned this from my athletic director at George Southwestern, Mike Leader. He, he taught me a lot on, you know, not just being a great coach, you know, just how, you know, how to run a basketball program. And, you know, from the AD side of it, like I said, you just got to be organized and you have to and you have to map out your day and understand that um, your student athlete doesn't come first. You know, unfortunately, you know, you got to focus on on the other other student athletes you know the baseball players the the, the softball players and the women basketball player they come they come before you know your actual player but um you know it's not hard you know like i said if you stay organized and kind of plan out your day and and, and you and you structure and um you know have you know great open communication with your coaches and let them know hey from this time period to this time period you know it's all about men's basketball but i'm available you know, before and, and after practice. So just pretty much just going an extra mile and making sure all student athletes um, have exactly what, what, what they need. So is that, do you find that hard sometimes when you like got to put other players or like other sports, uh, other athletes above your players at the time? No, I don't, no, I don't, you know, um, Cause like I said, as an athletic director, you know, once I get in that mindset and get in that, in that, in that mode and that role, like all the student athletes are mine, if, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, but once I put on that, that coach Hicks hat and, and, and walk into that gym and it's time for us to practice now I'm coach Hicks, but you know, outside of that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the athletic director. So just trying to be fair, you know, um, you know, make sure all the budgets are, you know, similar, you know, make sure, you know, the playing field are even, uh, make sure every sport have, you know, pretty much the same, uh, same amount of dollar amount, you know, across the board, you know, you know, just say if a booster give us $2,000 or something, you know, I wouldn't put it in men's basketball. I'll probably, you know, give it to, to you know, softball or, or women's basketball, or try to split it up, you know, across the board. Now, a lot of ADs don't think that way, but you have to be fair. And uh, and if you do that, good things will happen for you. Thanks, hmm. So um, tell me about, like, when you became the interim head coach, your first head coaching job that you mentioned. Did you feel like you were ready at that time? Like, and how old were you? I don't know if you mentioned how old were you, but did you feel like you was ready when that happened? Um, I wouldn't say I was ready, no, because it it uh, happened unexpectedly. But uh, actually, I was 25 at the time. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I think I was named to interim that summer prior to, to the school year. So with me and i'm still a student of the game right now so and i didn't i wasn't making a lot of money at the time actually when i first started coaching at at middle georgia i was making five thousand dollars a year i stayed in the dorm i was a dorm director and i ate in the cafeteria um with the students so uh but i wanted to get into the business you know but uh i wouldn't say i was ready you know what i did you know i just called a bunch of my you know coaching buddies you know um 
uh, one guy, he, he's very successful at South Georgia, South Georgia State quarter balling. You know, he kind of took me under his wings and um, kind of showed me their system. At he was a, he was assistant coach at Clayton State at the time, um, and then I talked to Chris Wade uh, at, at South Georgia Tech because he was a very successful coach and um, and my mentor now to the day, Robert Moore, Coach Moore. Um, he he helped me out a lot and kind of you know gave me some advice, not just you know on how to win games, but uh, I think it's important to know you have to be able to manage those guys' um, attitudes and 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 behavior, but you got to have some type of balance as well. You know, you can't you know jump on them all the time and you know cuss them out and then don't have no relationship with them. You know, I think you have to show them that you you, you care, you have their best interests. And um, and once that trust comes in, those guys will run through the wall uh, for you. But you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, Nelson. That 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 year I was named interim. We had a we we started off that first semester. I think it was 11 and one. But I made a mistake, uh, a mistake that I I would never make again. I wasn't checking my guys' academics. You know, nobody told me to check on academics. I was assuming that those guys were going to class. So at the Christmas break. We uh, we lost like five guys, and um, we we started off eleven and one. With I think we finished the season like fifteen and fifteen. You know, so that was a it was a lesson learned. You know, um, part of it. You know, I learned from it and, and moved on. But you sent a different coach Hicks right now. I was crazy. You know, I was I didn't have any, I, I didn't have no problem getting those guys to play hard and, and competing and you know I was yelling I was fussing my blood pressure was up but you know as you get older you know it, it doesn't take all that to to kind of get your point across like right now you know I try not to use profanity you know um, around my guys or when I'm coaching you know I think it's other ways to to get you, like I said to get your point across and then they're human. You know, and I'm not going to abuse my authority just because I can cuss at a kid. Like, I'm not going to degrade a kid. That's somebody's child. You know, like I have kids. I don't want nobody, you know, mistreat my child or or, or degrade my, my kid. But I am going to hold them accountable. And I think they understand the expectation, you know, prior to coming in. I make sure I explain that to them. And, uh, you know, I got I got to say, man, I got I got guys that really, really play hard for me. Hmm. So would you say that that uh, academic checking was your biggest lesson you learned from coaching, or will it be something else? Academics. Um, well, I'm, I would say before, before, even before academics, I think early on in my career, um, I always looked at the talent. Hey, I mean, that this kid right here is a talented player, but I didn't verify the character. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, in order to have a successful program, you got to have mature guys that 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 want to get a degree and all about team and not about about self. And that's that's something challenging. I think that's the one challenge, you know, I face every year at the junior college level. Because think about it, those guys feel as though I got to put up a certain type of number just to get recruited. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I can give you guys a story. When I was with Coach Moore. Um, I recruited a kid named Kenneth Feinberg, um, played at Aiken Tech, averaged eight points a game, came to Columbus State, averaged 17-19, first-team all-conference. You know, uh, D'Angelo Kirkland from Pensacola came off the bench, six points a game. He come to Columbus State, averaged a double-double, and both guys playing overseas, you know. So I try to get my guys to understand that, hey, if you play your role and we're winning games, you know, a, a, a true scout and coach go go see that. Hey, this kid averaged eight points a game on a team that that, that won twenty some game, and he's not the main guy. He coming to our program, you know, his game could possibly expand. You know, so uh, but yeah, going back to it, so character that's something that I didn't verify. You know, prior to signing guys back in the day because I looked at the talent, but I was crazy too though. <laughs> you know, so I can get guys to play hard and compete, you know, but then, you know, secondly, yeah, the academic part of it, that's definitely something that um, 
I learned from and taught me a valuable lesson after that year. You know, just like right now at Chattahoochee Valley, we have an academic plan in place. We feel that though, as though that works for our guys, you know, um, you know, I don't chase guys to class and I tell them that, you know, proud of them signing here. I said, they got, you got to meet me halfway. You know, if you meet me halfway, we're going to make sure you get all the resources um, that you need to be successful in the classroom. You know, guys have to go to, to study hall hours six hours a week with the sense program where they're working with an academic coach. Um, and at the beginning of the semester, we give each guy a calendar and they have to go through their syllabi and write down every important uh, assignment, every important date. They turn that calendar into Coach Reedy, which is my assistant. He creates a spreadsheet and send out weekly reminders uh, to the guys on assignments that they have due that particular week. And then lastly, we do a weekly academic meeting with our guys, you know. So, and one thing I try to tell my guys, and I, and I, and I use myself, you know, as an example, you know, um, you know, my parents didn't stress academic. I'm just going to say it, you know, so I just did bare minimum, just, just enough to get by. And then when I went to Belva State and, and Jasper, Alabama, I was in every remedial course that they offer reading, English, and math. <laughs> but, you know, at that time, I knew the importance of, of academics. And, you know, I graduated from Belva State with my A degree. I, I graduated from Shorter. Um, university with my bs degree and then um graduated from troy with my master so um if you come to chat valley you know again the main goal is academic the main goal is to get my guys graduated that's good man I, um it's funny like um you I, i've heard multiple coaches say things kind of similar to you talking about like like when they were younger they feel like they were crazy like when they first started like coaching like you, you said that Coach Seuss used to say that all the time. Uh, I remember uh, Coach Rafford from that used to coach at Southern Union. Yeah. He said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Man, it's it's just funny like how coaches always in there. And when you are a young coach, like I mean, maybe possibly if I ever get into coaching, I feel this way too. But like it's always, it always seemed like coaches feel like when they were young, they were crazy, always doing too much, probably yelling too much, no, cussing too much. Absolutely. Like, but like, as you, as they get older, they realize it don't take that much. Like, like Coach Suits, Lord rest his soul. Like Coach Suits yelled at us, but like, uh, never did I ever feel disrespected by Coach Suits ever. Right. And so, and I never felt like he was make. He never made me feel like less than, or I never felt like he was degrading me in any kind of way. Right. Like, did he yell? Like, did he cuss every night? And then, yeah, but you know. And he held us accountable, but like never did I feel like he was doing too much or going too far. Right. He never, never like seemed like he wanted to hurt anybody. He just was holding guys accountable. Right, and like I said, and, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't take all that. Um, you know, it just raises your blood pressure, and you know, and you know, kids are different these days. You know, and and I hate to say this, I and I tell them all the time, I just don't, I don't trust them. You know, just say, you know, we're in practice and. You know, we're not having a, a good practice and I, you know, kick everybody out the locker room. I mean, out, out the gym and tell them to go to the locker room. And I'm in the locker room cussing them and degrading them. And they got a phone in their pocket recording it. And, and once it's posted to social media, like, I'm done. I'm fighting. You know, and I got a family to, to, to think, you know, to take care of, you know. So I just don't do it. Like I say, like you say, with Coach Suits, I know him, I knew him well. Great guy, nice guy. You know, it don't take all that. Like I say, you, you, you know, degrade someone else's child. You know, that's that's not the ultimate goal um, as far as being a coach. Your, your job as a coach is to try to, and you know, teach kids life skills and, and prepare them for the next level, not just basketball, life in general. All right. Like, fun story, I always tell people, like, this was Coach Suits in a nutshell. Our, my main job as the big on our team was to run. Like, that was it. If I didn't, he, like, that was the first thing he ingrained in me. Hey, if you don't get the board, Run. You be the first one down the floor. Run right down the middle of the floor. Nine times out of ten, you have a guard on you, post them up, all that. So run the floor. You're going to get easy points that way. So that was the first thing he drilled into me when I got there. So I remember uh, one game, I want to say we was playing, uh, I want to say we was playing South Georgia Tech, actually, uh, in that in the classic they had at Shell every year. And uh, I guess I wasn't running. And so he takes me out. And then I'm walking by. I'm, he never said anything to me, but, like, he just took me out. I'm like, okay. So I'm walking to the bench. Not I ain't thinking nothing wrong. I feel like I'm not playing bad or nothing. 
he stopped me while I'm walking past him. He said, are you tired? I said, no, sir, I'm good. I can keep going. He said, oh, well, you weren't running. So that's why I took you out. And then, and then he turned back to the game. And I was like, yeah, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't running. So yeah. he didn't he didn't he didn't have to spaz on me. He didn't have to nope. start screaming. But like he got his point across. He was like, you weren't running. So yep. you're coming out the game. Yep. It's a great sound sign of a great coach. Man, so <laughs> <laughs> he got me that day. I was like, well, I guess when I go back, I'll be running. You so. have to, absolutely. Man. So um uh, I had the pleasure of playing at Bevel State also, as we also mentioned. So we played against y'all two years ago, my last year at Bevel, in the uh, in the oh. ACCC playoffs in the first round. Mm-hmm. So my first question is, I always wanted to ask another coach this. What was the scout report for our team and then for me specifically? I just got to – I want to know this. <laughs> so – so basically, of course, I'm gonna start with what Latrell Tate. Latrell Tate. Yeah. So, so we felt as though that we can stop Latrell Tate from, you know, getting anything easy in, in transition, whether that's a you know wide open layup or uh, a open three. Uh, we had a chance to beat beat you guys. You know, he did a. He does a great job of selling shot fake. So that's one thing that we talked about. You know, you know him. I mean, he'll shot fake. You know, guys mm-hmm. jump off their feet and, you know, you know, he, he jumped to the James Harden. Yeah. So what we want to do, um, first of all, the, the, and, and that's every game that we play, that just, and I'm giving away my secrets right now. But, you know, <laughs> one thing we talk about, and it's one thing we emphasize every single day at CV is transition defense. If mm-hmm. you can get back in transition, and take away easy layups and open jump shot, and you got teams um, sets scouted, and you box out and rebound, you're going to win a lot of games, no matter what level you're at. So with, with, with Latrell, we wanted to, to crowd him on catches and, and make him put on the floor and wall him up at the basket and stay down on shot fakes. Um, and, and with you, same thing. You know, you just mentioned it uh, from watching film. You know, Nelson go run the floor, uh, you know, guards, we got to get back. You know, we can't allow him to get easy layups. And if he does post up, we got the front and, and uh, rely on our backside help. And another thing we want to do against you is uh, just be physical with you and push you off the block. You know, um, but I remember late in the game, and, I, and I'm pissed off right now because y'all ran a simple – cross screen action and get you the ball on the block and you scored twice late uh in the game. I mean, you know that game was a low scoring game. We don't give up a lot of points. I think the, the final yeah. score was like fifty three to forty six. So we yeah, gave up like those those uh easy baskets to you and then uh we lost the trail in, in transition. You know, I don't I, I know you remember that. We lost him the whole game. <laughs> yeah, we lost him late a couple times in transition. He made us pay for it and then late Late, uh, late in the game, you know, he did what he did. Shot fake guy jumping, he jumped to people's bodies, and uh, and uh, y'all was able to get, you know, get the win. But that's that was the main thing that, that you know to stop, you know, to stop you and stop the trail and just take away uh, anything easy, and uh, you know, make sure all five guys, you know, gain rebound, you know, on long rebounds we want to push, you know, to try to get easy baskets. Um, but if not, we was going to make y'all guard us in the half. When we felt like y'all had small guards, you know, so we wanted, you know, uh, other people to beat us. But, you know, unfortunately, you guys did a great job and y'all able to come out with a win. Man, I, I remember that game like like yesterday because one thing about me is um, a pet peeve of mine, especially like in my younger, like when I was a younger player, but even now, I hate being double teamed. Like, I hate it because, like, number one, I'm, I feel like I'm not a scorer. Like, I never was, like, especially in high school and then my first year at Juco, I never was the guy getting double team. Somebody else was always getting double team. Right. So then when my sophomore year at Juco was the first time I ever was, like, noticing people sending two at me in the post. And I, I remember, like, being fresh. I was like, what is happening? Like, you got better. You got yeah, better. I had to. I was forced to. And so I remember that game because, like, in the first half, I was getting real frustrated. I was like, I was, I was almost confused. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I catch the ball, I don't have no space. Right. And then, like, <laughs> I'm kicking, 
I'm kicking out the guards, and they're not ready to shoot because they're not even used to it. So I'm like, oh, man, like, I was frustrated. And then, like, thank God for Coach Seuss because he was like, look, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to try to get Nelly the ball right here. And he called me Nelly more than he called me Nelson. He's like, we're going to try to get Nelly the ball right here with this. running. Uh, make sure He's like, make sure you be right here so the screen can get you. And then, and then he came to me personally. He's like, hey, when you catch the ball, just go up. Don't worry about the double coming. Don't worry about like who's around. You 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 tall enough, athletic enough, you can catch it, turn, go up. You got the hook shot. You work on it. It's, it's gonna go in. And so that was that was what I went with. And the, the cross screen actually you talking about. We ran it late. They, the screen came. He said he said it perfect. Like I was exactly where he asked me to be. When I caught it, I turned and went up immediately. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Max. You uh, on, what's Max's last name? Uh, Warren, Max, Max Warren. Max, man, Max is a, is a great player. Max is tough. I he's remember tough. playing against him. He's a great player. Yeah, but but and Max, uh, Max was giving me a tough time the whole game. But then them two play, like you said, I remember them two plays. I just caught it, went over the top, and I'm taller and like jump higher than him. So it's almost it was, like you like throwing it in the basket. You got two deep. Exactly. Like the screen gave me the space I needed, and then I just I took what what he said, and so it just it came right it, like exactly how he said it was gonna come. Yeah. And yep. so we, we snuck out of there with that one. I'll, yeah, I'll be thinking about did. it. Yeah, I did sneak out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and I feel like we snuck out like that year was like the the right year for us to do it because like y'all got even better like the next year and the next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And so that it, we we met y'all at the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all did. But it's all good though. So, um, B, you can ask the next question. I'm sorry, me and Coach thinking about the past and whatnot. <laughs> nah, I was. Uh, I'm a Dame guy. You know, that's probably my favorite player right now. Him and Westbrook. So I'm interested about uh, that experience you had going against him. So what was what was that whole? What was, look, tell me about your game plan. You talking about game plan now? So what was your game plan against Dame, and what was your experience during that game like? So. What that scout, I mean, to, to be honest with you, like, um, I, I, so, so when I, when I do scouts, um, uh, I try to, you know, look at personnel first and then, um, then I look at their set plays, kind of determine how we're going to, um, guard a particular, particular player. But I remember telling the guys, it's like, you just got to sit down and, and play them straight up because if you think about it, he's a three level scorer. You know, he shot the three, he shot the mid range, and um, he was he was he was super athletic. You know, so what we tried to do, we tried to um, limit his touches and, and just it just make it hard for him. But you know, when you're playing against a pro uh, NBA guy, it's only so much you can do. And then I remember my, my head coach at halftime just saying, "Hey, we can't just focus on Dame. You know, he's going to get him. We just got to stop." You know the 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 other guys, the role players, the X factors from from scoring um, those points. But you know, I wasn't starstruck because, of course, you know he wasn't in the NBA yet. But it was it was amazing to see, you know, all those scouts there just you know sitting in the stands uh, watching this particular kid play, and and I was excited for him. You know, you're talking about a kid that was from Oakland, California with no recruitment, goes to Weber State. Now he's like a, a lottery pick, you know, uh, just a uh, testimony to him, you know, just believing himself and, and putting in the work to, you know, to get to the next, to get to the next level. But, you know, the, the whole experience was good, you know, just being, you know, being a division one assistant coach was, was, was a great experience. You know, we flew out and that's, that, that was my first time flying. You know, uh, we flew out from Louisiana. We played Northwestern State and flew out that, uh, I think, at midnight to uh, San Francisco, California. And we actually played at St. Mary's. I'm pretty sure y'all heard of St. Mary's. You know, they, they're normally in a championship game with uh, with Gonzaga every year. So, you know, just seeing, you know, just visiting California, seeing California, then having the opportunity to coach against um, Dame and San Jose NBA scouts. Um in the stands was like a like a like an awesome experience. You remember how many points he had against y'all? I think he had twenty something. <laughs> Maybe okay. twenty. 20 they ain't go too crazy. No, nah, he didn't. They had a good team that year. They had a really good mm. team. And he was a, he was a he wasn't a selfish player. You know, he he ran the point. He ran his system, and uh, he just took what we gave him pretty much. 
Okay. But okay, so you like you mentioned earlier uh, in the beginning of the episode, you uh you won South Division uh Coach of the Year in the ACCC two years in a row. Uh, and you know, current the current reigning uh coach of the year. So tell us what that feels like, and like you know, how did it feel to get recognized? Because you've only be, been at CV these past three years, right? Yeah. This mm-hmm. this, this past year was your third year there. Mm-hmm. So it's fair to say, you know, you come in and change some things, and uh, got it going in the right direction. So tell us a little bit about your three years here, and what it means to you to one coach of the year these past two years. You know, I, I tell everybody all the time, like your 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 program is is only good as your your staff and and, and your players. And I'm and I and I got to say I have I have two two great assistants, you know, um with Coach Reedy. You know, Coach Reedy um is a lawyer guy. He's he's trustworthy. Um he's a hard worker and um he have tough skin. You know how it is a head head coach sometimes we have a lot on our plate and you know I may say something like I never, you know, disrespect them in front of the players and anything like that, but you know, there are some times where, you know, I get frustrated and I may say something that, you know, later I regret, but he don't take it personally or anything like that. Um Rick coach really does all the recruiting. Um and he's he's a monster on on the recruiting trail. When I tell you he wear kids out, he wear them out. He texts them to death, you know, FaceTime. Um, you know, he build that he build that relationship with them. And uh, you know, he hold the kids accountable, but at the same time, he have a great relationship, you know, uh, with the guy. So uh, you know, he's the key to the program. I tell people all that, you know, tell people that all the time, especially with me you know, taking on this new role as, as athletic director, you know, so his role has expanded um, since I, you know, stepped into this role, you know, before, before I came AD, I didn't, I didn't allow my assistant coach to touch academics. That was my, that was my baby. I had to make sure my guys, you know, eligible, make sure, you know, they're doing their work and, you know, and things like that. So um, with me taking on this role, him and Coach Champlin, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, um, roles increase, you know. And I think it's good for Coach Reedy to to take on additional responsibility. He's really good, you know. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to lose him, but at the same time, I, I think he needs an opportunity at the next level because he is that good. You know, he's part-time. You know, he's in the office all times of the day. Um you know, uh, again, with, with the increase in his role, he does all the scouts. Um, you know, he does practice. You know, he assists me sometimes with um, eligibility, you know, talking about my guys, not the other um, particular sports. You know, he does individual workouts. You know, that was something that I always done. And, um, and, and you know, this year, Oh, since I've been at CV, that was my first time having an assistant coach. So I'm used to doing everything. So now, you know, I'm allowing him to work. And then I have another assistant um, named Coach Champ. And actually, we grew up together in the projects in Phoenix City next door to each other. Um, former military guy. You know, he does all our strength conditioning. Um, he's another Ben Hicks on the court. You know, he hold those guys accountable. But at the same time, he... He loved on them as well. You know, I remember we had a kid that didn't go to class, and um, I told the kid to meet me in my office. Shit, before I got there, Coach Champ was giving him a business, so I just went back to my office because <laughs> he, <laughs> he took care of the situation. You know, he, you know, he's hands on with the guys. You know, if a guy, you know, have a car issue or anything like that, of course, you know, he's from Phoenix City, so he knows the the right people to to contact to assist our guys. Um, so. Um, like I said, yeah, I won coach of the year. Um, but at the same time, I got a, I got a great staff. Um, and I got good players, man. You know, that's, that's, that's the main reason why I won. I mean, I can't win an award without good players and good help. So, um, so, so we won coach of the year back to back. That's great, man. That's nice to hear. They, uh, I can tell how much they like our hands on with y'all guys and, how much they love to be around and stuff like that. I think that's big with coaches in general, like to want to be around the guys, to want to oh, coach them. That's absolutely. huge. Like, because I had, 
Like I didn't been fortunate, fortunate and in a way unfortunate to play for many different head coaches, and over the few over the years I've been playing, and so like I just seen all different types of coaching styles and stuff like that, and like I didn't I I had coaches where it's like, hey man, you know we he, he coach us and then he go home, you know. Yeah, that's not it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, and you know that that's okay as a player. You know, I'm not mad at him for that because I, I like now that I'm old, I understand. You know, he got a life. He do his own thing. He he come here to play basketball, coach basketball, and then he go. But then you know, I've also had coaches like you said, the the like they'll hold on, they play a love on, don't mind being around them. If we stay in a hotel somewhere, they'll come kick it in the hotel with us and things like that. Right, and there's nothing so, wrong with that. Exactly. So. It's, I, I can tell you got guys around that like they want to be around your your players. They care about them as people and not just as players. Absolutely. And that's all good stuff. And like, and then you personally also like you care about your players. You mm-hmm. want what's best for them. Like you said, academics used to be your baby. Like, mm-hmm. like that shows that you want what's best for them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, more than just basketball. Like yeah. you want them to be good people. Absolutely. And so, yeah, like y'all definitely deserve you know everything y'all got. So I yeah, just. That's just me giving you, you and uh, and your your staff, y'all flowers, cause y'all y'all I feel like y'all do a great job, and you know I just you know I, I pray that y'all are able to keep it going and, and you know continue y'all success. I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> sir. But uh, uh, this I think this will be my last question personally. Okay. So, so uh, Coach Moore tells me <laughs> that before I get here, he calls you. About me as a player, because you mm-hmm. play, you coached against me, saw me play live, all that. So, uh, I just want to know how did that conversation go, and like, well, what, like, what was that about? Like, I just want to know personally. So, you know, of course, you know, um, with me, you know, working at Columbus State, you know, I'm always gonna be part of the family, you know. So, I'm not sure how the conversation went. I'm not sure if I reached out to him or. Or or he reached out to me, but I knew um, after that game that Columbus State would be a good fit for you, just just mm-hmm. based on um, his system, his style of play, and 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 you, I'm just gonna say it right now, not just because you know I'm talking to you right now. I, I think you're one of the better bigs to ever play at Columbus State, you know, and I think you going like I don't know the, the players. You know that coach Moore coach when he was assistant coach. I'm just go talk about the players that I coached when I was there with him. I think you're in the same category with the Shane Haywards. Uh, I'm pretty sure he talked to you about them. You know D'Angelo Kirkland, um, Brentine Taylor, uh, Demarcus. You know McVay. Um, so after playing against you guys, you know coach my best friend. I mean that's my mentor. I, of course you know I want him to be successful. I want him to stay at Columbus State. Forever. Like I said, I'm not sure if he called me but or if I called him, but I said, there's a kid at Bell State, Coach, that you got to take. And he know uh, once I put that emphasis on, you got to take him. <laughs> he, he, he pretty much uh, he pretty much trust, trust, my, trust my judgment. I said, this kid, from what I heard, you know, was a project coming out of high school. That's what I heard. I heard you was a project. And, I was. Uh, yeah, so, so what I saw – you know, against us, you know, in, in the in the in the NCAA, not NCAA tournament, the, the state tournament. I said, if this kid has uh, shown progress from from his freshman year until his sophomore year, I said he's gonna be a a you know, co- of course, I coach in the league. I said he's gonna be an all conference player um, in the Peach Belt. So that's kind of how the, that's kind of how the conversation. Um, went, but I was definitely a, a big advocate for for you to uh, play at Columbus State. And actually, Coach Chaney at AUM got mad at me. Oh, you know Coach Chaney. Yeah, yeah, I know Coach Chaney because I heard you was committed to, uh, or not committed, but close to uh, signing with AUM until uh, Columbus State came and got into the picture. Yeah, at the time, you know, COVID was going on and things like that, so my recruitment was moving real slow in that at that time. And, you know, I was talking to some schools, even talking to some D1 schools, but I could tell nobody was quick to offer. So my main offers was, like, my, my, my at the time, I would say I was leaning towards AUM. Yeah. And then, uh, like you said, Columbus State kind of slid into the picture. Right. And then, uh, you know, I, I started looking into them and things like that. 
And, uh, you know, it just seemed like the better place for me when they offered and then go, you know, they offered the full ride. I ain't gonna get into my whole like recruitment story, but after they offered the full ride and, you know, I talked to the coach and, uh, Coach Moore, Coach Butler, and uh, they we all hopped on Zoom with my family because we couldn't go on a visit. Right. You know, uh, they they sold me on it. It just seemed like a good place for me. Like you said, it seemed like a good fit the way they played and things right. of that nature. And, like, I could tell they, like, they wanted me to play there. Like, you right. know, it wasn't one of those things like, oh, you know, he might he might be good. He might be, like, he might not. Like, it was like, oh, no, nah, he, like, you are what we need here at our program. I remember they put up. On the Zoom, they show some of my highlights at right. Belleville. Like they put a clip of my highlights, and then showed a clip of Hunter Hunter Preston that played that has been playing the past three years. They showed a clip of him. He was like, "This is what I big does." And they showed a clip of Hunter, and then they was like, "This is something you did at Belleville this year." Showed a clip of me, right. and I was like, "Oh, okay." So like, I be doing similar things, you know, work on my game and like get better. And yeah. so. I was sold, but I, I put a, I put a, I put a word like I, like when I talk, like when I call Coach Moore about a player, he usually uh, take my word for it, and and you know, Coach Moore, a great guy, to, you know, to 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 play for, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, he picking shit like he he does a great job of, you know, managing, you know, kids and managing behaviors, you know, he and one thing people don't realize about Coach Moore, like. He he give he give kids opportunity to change. You know, I'm pretty sure, you know, some players be like, man, why coach more keep you know putting up with this? But you know, the, the easy thing to do is to to get rid of a kid. Not you know, why not give a kid opportunity to change and um, you know grow from his uh, immaturity ways. You know, and then another thing, if you if you sit down and look at the history or or look at the time that coach Moore been at Columbus State, think about how many pros he produced at Columbus State. Mm-hmm. It's so many guys playing overseas, you know. That's just because of who he is, you know. Coach Moore is a personal person, you know, great guy. Uh, he has the contacts, you know, uh, to 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 get guys overseas, you know. So if I had to go Division Two, and, you know, if I was a guard or a big, that's where I'm going, you know. It, I call it Pro University because he, he produced a lot of pros. Well, he definitely do that, so – but uh, I'm happy to be here, man. I appreciate you putting that word in for Absolutely. me because you know who knows if they would have came and got me if it wasn't for you. So yeah, or at yeah, least you, if you know, I appreciate it. It just means yeah. a lot to me. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> but be any, you got any more questions for my guy? I know you got at least one more. Yeah, you talk. We talked about scouting a lot, and I was wondering if um, would you say scouting is like your coaching superpower? Like that's the one thing that separates you from other coaches or that's what makes you such a great coach? I think the the reason why we've had success at, at CV is because of who I am and, and what I believe in. Like your team is going to be whatever you emphasize. And, and like I shared with you guys before, I consider myself a defensive guy, you know, like the last, the last three years at CV, you know, we talk about, um, you know, having the number one scoring defense in the league, you know, that's, you know, think about Sheldon State, like my buddy Joe won, you know, four, four, four out of five or five out of six state championship, you know, uh, Alan Sharp is back at, you know, Hansville, but, but when you, when you talk about CBCC basketball, I, I think a lot of coaches in the league will say, you know, our identity is is toughness and 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 defense. Like I shared with you guys, um, you know, we led the league in points per game, um, and the reason why, because we do a great job of, uh, of scouting, and we try to take um, take away the best player, take away you know sets, and and force teams to beat us by. I'm just you know playing street ball, and we and we feel as though. We're disciplined enough to guard off the bounce. You know, we don't deny wings. We try to, you know, protect the gap in fourteen and beat us from the outside. Um, you know, I try to focus on the, on the small things. You know, like I say, spring back in transition, closing out with high hands, um, guarding off the bounce. You know, protecting the gap. You know, and then when a shot goes up, uh, you know, every shot has to be contested and all five guys boxing out a rebound. But yeah, scouting um, is one of the reason why. I think we've had success at at uh, at CB. We watch a lot of film. 
uh, on on the uh, opposing teams that we're about to play. We look at personnel. We do try to take away uh, all the set plays and 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 like I say, force us force them to beat us playing street ball. So yeah, I would say scouting is a is one thing that uh you know we emphasize at Chat Valley. Mm-hmm. So I, I can attest to that. <laughs> So, who's a coaching style I would say that you're similar to? Like, if you could po- co- point to a college or a pro coach to be like, we kind of similar in these ways. Who would you point to? Um. So offensively, uh, I'm gonna say Jay Wright um, at, at Villanova. We run a we run a four out one in system, and and we try to teach all the fundamentals that he teach. You know. Um, Anytime, you know, our kids driving traffic, we try to play off two. You know, if, if you think about it, if you drive to the basket and, and, and commit to a one-leg layup, like, you're done. Like, you're already committed to it. But if you play off two and, and force, you know, the defense to collapse and, and, and you're able to kick out to, to um, wide-open players, um, that's going to give you an advantage. So, uh, we shoot a lot of threes. I mean, I coach with Coach Moore, you know, so that's just that's just how we play. We try to get paint touches. Uh, we play off two. Uh, we we definitely share the basketball. I don't believe in a, a selfish player. You know, last year we uh, we set a program record. Uh, we had thirty assists in one game. You know, so uh, so I would say offensively, you know, I'm a big Jay Wright fan, and um, um, defensively. Uh, I forgot my guy's name at uh, Virginia Bennett, Tony Bennett at Virginia. If you look at their, uh, the, the the I don't know if, if it's dad. I know it's, he he stole well not stole but you know he his philosophy is, is similar to his dad. So I look at a lot of Virginia uh, defensive clip. Like I say, we try to protect the gap. Um, I don't believe in deny because I don't think teams deny for 40 minutes. You know, some people say, yeah, we deny. You, you're not going to deny for 40 minutes, but you can protect that gap for 40 minutes. So offensively, I would say um, Jay Wright and defensively uh, Bennett at Virginia. Mm. Mm. I, I can see that just hearing how you talk about the game and everything. It kind of makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. And of course, we run we run zone to Amoeba. I got that from Coach Moore. <laughs> Amoeba. Boy, I think y'all, cha- y'all changed it up, though. I think y'all. Y'all do more of a matchup zone now versus just all out of me. Yeah, they 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 say they do that for me. They got to cover corners. That's what yeah. I mean. Hey, hold on, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. They say they do that so I can block shots and stuff, man. Yeah, so I can I, stay near the. <laughs> nah, I know. I'm just joking. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but nah, the the Amoeba is called more baby. Can't yeah, hey yeah. you you can't mess it up and think you're gonna play if you yeah. messing up the Amoeba in practice. He like he almost don't care how good you is on offense. You yeah. might have to get this amoeba down. Yeah, right? he love that now. But yeah, he love he love that zone. But hey, I got like, another one for you. So, um, if you had to shout out someone, it can be like when you assistant coach, like you did before, a play that you coach, a coach against, a coach that you coached against, um, anybody you know of. It can be pro, college, high school, whatever. But shout somebody out that you know feel like. They need more attention and love that they don't deserve that, that they deserve but not getting. Like who would you shout out right now? Um I'm gonna say I know you you, you asked me to shout out one person, but I can't. I, I got two people. Uh go the ahead. first person gonna be, you know, Coach Moore. I mean, I mean he's my mentor. Uh obviously a lot of people um have have helped me with my career a, a, along the way. But I would say Coach Moore gave me that 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 confidence, you know, as a young black man that, you know, I can possibly, you know, be a Division Two head coach one day or Division One head coach one day. Um, um, not that I was thinking that, but he gave me the confidence to to believe that. Uh, and another thing that people don't realize about Coach Moore, like he loved the Lord, man. Like he he he's gonna go to church. Um, he's gonna pay his tithe. I mean, although he don't talk about you know the Lord all the time, but he he's definitely a, a Christian man. Um, and another reason I, I, I shout out Coach Moore, he's the reason why um, I have my masters. You know, he told me in order to 
to make money in this business, man, you got to separate yourself from other people. And I just watched him, you know, go to school to get his master and actually got his EDS too as, as well. Uh, Cause at the time he was at um, um, Brookstone um, as a PE coach. And I think at one time he felt like he was going to be at that level and possibly wanting to move into um, administration. And another thing coach Moore taught me is balance. You know, a lot of times coaches think about basketball, 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 um, he taught me that balance, and that's one reason why my Instagram is, you know, faith, family, you know, basketball. You know, no matter what uh, Trey had going on, no matter what the season, you know, looked like, he was going to make time to go support his son, and and, and he, he taught me that. Um, he also taught me how to, you know, run a program and, and you know, build relationships and um, – you know, being involved, you know, with the community and things like that. So basically, you know, his philosophy was, you know, uh, kind of like mine, not academics, you know, community and, and, and championships, you know, and I kind of kind of learned that from him. And, um, you know, you, we're talking about a guy that was a, a, a high school coach at Brookstone when Columbus State job came open. You had, you know, Division One assistant trying to get this particular job and, you know, just the 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 confidence he had in himself to go in an interview and, and, and possibly get the job, you know, gave me the motivation I needed to um, have to, 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 you know, give me the confidence to have a, a great career myself. So he's one. And then another guy, like I say, is my assistant coach Reed. I don't think he get enough credit. You know, he's a part-time guy that's, you know, beat me to the office last lead. Um, he's my right-hand man. Um, you know, without him, you know, Chat Valley is not is not successful. You know, I, I can't do it, you know, do it without him, you know, him and Coach Champ. So those three guys, man, are are, are three guys I definitely want to shout out for sure. Man, shout out to Coach, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to hear somebody talk that way about Coach, man. Yeah, that's my guy, man. That's, he's a great dude, man. man yeah, we had him on the podcast before. And- oh, for real? I need to watch that one. Yeah, y'all need to send it to me. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, email it to him. I want to look at it. Yeah, I got you for sure. Yeah, but, it was uh, really nice to meet him. And I see, I see like, like, I see how you can talk so highly of him. Like, even just the short conversation we had, it's like he's a real good dude. So, like, I can see where you get man. that from. Yeah, great dude. Man. man. So, shout out to Coach. And shout out to Coach Reedy. Like, yeah, I, I, I got a lot of love for too. I can tell he loves the guys, like I said earlier. So shout out to him too, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh B, you got any more questions for my for my man right here? Yeah, last question. I got you. Nice. You got to end us out stronger here. End us out real stronger here. So I need one good story or one good um idea or whatever. So something that the game has taught you or that a coach has taught you within the game of basketball, but that you can like apply to life like it's bigger than basketball whatever this thing is it got to be bigger than basketball so it could be something the coach taught you something you learned from hooping or whatever so give me something got to inside strong right here coach golly oh <laughs> i don't know if i can think of anything um no pressure coach <laughs> no no our whole podcast just hinges on this store <laughs> i don't know if i have one um But just you know, a lesson that the, that the game has given you over the years, man. Yeah, so just you know, just being because if if you really think about it, like I coach basketball for a living, man. Like, like I get an opportunity to, you know, see a kid with you know no offers, no no hope, and you know I give my opportunity to be a part of a, of a team, be a part of a family and, you know, teaching him the life skill he needs, not, you know, only off the court, you know, but, you know, how to conduct themselves as a, as a, as a young man on campus, um, you know, watching him struggle in high school academically and, and trying you know, here at this level, graduating, you know, getting a scholarship to a four-year school and, and earning his four-year degree and then getting a great job and, 
being married and 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 having having a family you know like for me you know i grew up in in south phoenix city and in, in the project you know only thing we knew was to you know uh graduate from high school go to swiss Bend and get your box chevy and uh rock streets you know and if it weren't for basketball I ain't no telling where where i would be so you know hopefully i changed kids lives in the past and hopefully i continue i can continue to teach, teach kids life lesson and and um and get them an opportunity to get a degree and, and possibly provide for their family and um and their loved ones you know you know one day so that's that's rewarding to me i know a lot of guys think i'm a, you know hard but i'm tough and you know um I'm always breathing down their neck, but you know, hopefully they appreciate it. I know they don't appreciate it now. I'm pretty sure they call me a big bald head joke or whatever. He makes me sick, but it don't matter. But at the same time, they they're listening and and uh, you know and, and putting themselves in a situation to take care of not only themselves but take care of them, their family as well. So that's what's rewarding for me and coaching, man. Just giving kids opportunity to change their lives. Sorry, I have, sorry, I have a, I ain't have a story for y'all. Hey, that's a strong game. I like it. I like it. That's <laughs> all good. As long as you gave the people something at the end, that's yeah. all we really looking for. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, but man, that does it for another episode of the Bball Jones podcast. We appreciate y'all for listening. We want to thank you again, Coach Hicks, for uh, spending your time with us and, and giving us the knowledge in the game that you did and sharing a little bit about you with our audience. That means a lot to us. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, you, you guys, I hope y'all enjoyed it, man. Please be sure to like and subscribe and uh, comment anything. You, if, if you had any questions for Coach East that maybe we ain't asked, leave it in the comments and we might get it to him. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, send me that, send me that um, email me at uh, Coach Morton. I would, love, I would love to see that. For sure. I'm going to get it to you because I know that's your guy. But, uh, but uh, be sure to follow uh, Coach Hicks on social media. We got his social media. We put it up on the screen for you. Uh, it's Coach B Hicks on Twitter and Faith.Family.Basketball on Instagram. So y'all be sure to go give him a follow over there if y'all get a chance. Uh, be sure to follow Brian on all social medias at Jones. That's Jones on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, and on TikTok. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at NellieH34 and Nelson.Haskin on IG. Yeah, you can find me by my name on Facebook. And uh, that's it, man. We appreciate y'all for listening once again. Please be sure to like and subscribe and uh, catch us next week for another great episode. But until then, we out.